so what do you want to talk about? Oh, fuck you again. Have I complained about how much I hate that? Yeah. Yeah. I think we did before. this last week. Hey, he just he's just so inauthentic. You sound like a fucking dork. Do dude. we need new banter since this is just rehashed banter? No. Is Well, I don't know. I don't know if I talk about how much I dislike that aspect of Cody Rhodes. I feel like it needs to be spoken about more because nobody's listening. I guess because we're going to put the title on him. He's just too over. Are we, though? There's no fucking way they're walking this back again and he's going to lose again. I mean, there's look, no way they would book it. <laughs> I mean, nobody gives look, a we fuck didn't... about Hulk Hogan. He's winning let's, a let's title of some kind. I oh, think to win the blue Seth collar thing title is just a diversion so that mm-hmm. they can decide what the fuck to do with Rollins. Yes, it's exactly they what they didn't is. have a plan and they don't want to not address it right now. I guess they had to do something with him, which is dumb. He's spo- he's hurt. He could just not be on TV for a little bit and nobody talks about it for a while. It's kind of funny when we were watching Raw because <clears throat> I was sitting there watching the Gunter Kofi match. And it's always a treat when Gunther's in the ring. And I was just thinking, like, there was no reason to introduce a new title. You just had Gunther's IC title. Would have been perfectly fine as the Raw title. Am I wrong? Yes and no. Because it's like, well, it's just like, I'm the man. It's like, well, but Gunther's the man. But Gunther's been the man. I... I get it, but I also understand the fact that over the years, the IC title hasn't been presented as the main title at any point in time. So it's always going to feel slightly less than the WWE title. So I Which get I thought why was we have good. it. I, th- I think it's good to have a clear like 1A, 1B. But but the IC title was never a, a 1B. It was like a 1C or a 1D. It Whatever. was never a 1B. Who cares? So... I- you do. This apparently. Is, we're kind of talking about post war rumble stuff, and that that's fine. I do want to address this that the the way that they did the Seth Cody thing so weird. It makes Seth look so weird. What are you doing, man? Like, take me seriously. Take my belt seriously. You, oh God! It's, I thought it, the promo itself was actually pretty solid, or at least mm-hmm. the delivery. It, the delivery is fine, but if you actually think about it, it's the like, idea behind it is just kind of like, uh, like well, what so the, there was something I really liked about it, which was that he drew direct lineage to the NWA championship. So mm-hmm. almost trying to reestablish like this belts, the WCW belt and the other ones, the WWE belt, which, OK, that's great, except we already had that with the original World Heavyweight Championship that we then merged with the WWE title back in 2013. Right? Which is now merged yeah. with the Universal title. Like, they, that belt they still just, exists. They just didn't need on to. Roman. They just needed to unmerge them instead of just creating a new title. Right. But instead, we added a third belt into the mix. <laughs> well, and no, then we had to create a new yeah, second this is, belt. This is the fourth belt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's okay. Let's do this. Let's let's go back to Royal Rumble. Let's talk about Saturday, and then we'll work our way and get back up to Raw, and we can talk about Raw and and the future. Uh, so Andrew, do you want to launch us into uh, Rumble? 
No, I still had a thought, and I'm going to finish it about the Seth Rollins oh, thing. Oh, all right, finish your fucking thought. I just think it made him sound like a, a pussy who was like, oh, respect my title, take my title seriously. And it doesn't make me feel like the title's serious. Remember when we made the Universal title? You know how we made it legit? We put it on Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar didn't go around being like, take me, take my title seriously. He was going around being like, I don't give a fuck about this title. I'm here to make money. And he beat the shit out of him. He everybody. was actually going around saying like, send me piss videos, please. <laughs> piss and shit, if possible. Allegedly. It's such good shit. Okay. That was probably the worst fucking place to place the intro, but uh, I'll allow it. Yeah, I mean, I hate to poke fun at that. It's very disturbing stuff, but, you know. If we can't cope with humor. If we can't take the piss out of it, as the Brits say, what are we doing? You know? Uh, So welcome to Such Good Shit, a wrestling podcast where the three of us, who are brothers, get together and talk about all the things that make professional wrestling such good shit. And I know that's a Vince McMahon saying, but it's also a Matt Hardy saying, so it's okay. You really felt like you had to explain that, right? And for I those of you guys like who are, aren't in the, the inner circle, Matt was discussing whether or not we should change the name of the whole show because of the Vince McMahon controversy. Um, no, that's just, we don't need to do that. That's the dramatic I merely asked the question. In this day and age of canceling things, I just had to ask the question just to be sure. No, I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's reasonable. So, all right, I got to say my thing about Seth Rollins so we can move on now and talk about the Royal Rumble that just happened this past weekend. And personally, thumbs kind of firmly in the middle, but we'll go up the card. Uh, We opened the night with the Women's Royal Rumble match, which started with Natalia and then a returning Naomi, which was kind of fun. Although I remember when Naomi was coming out, Alec just being like, yeah, I never understood this glow thing. And I just couldn't stop laughing because I was like, yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, I understand it, but like it's not interesting to me. It's not for you. I, yeah, I guess I just well, it's kind of funny because this entire rumble wasn't for me. So <laughs> I, I think my biggest complaint with it is that it there was that one stretch where it was like 20 people before they eliminated somebody. Mm. Am I wrong? Like, did it? It took them so many so, entrants before an elimination yeah. happened. OK, so. So, yeah, it, the first person eliminated was Indy and that she was like, I think, number seven or something. So we got a good 10 people in the ring before the first person got eliminated and then no one else for a long time. And I kept thinking, oh, they're building up to somebody, either Naya or Raquel's coming back or Jade or something. And then just random people just started eliminating people. And it was like, oh, we just built up to regular stuff. I mean, we we weird. did build up to Naya getting the most elims, and then yeah, ultimately but not, Jade vanquishing Naya. I think that yeah, was the, probably the story of, of the 
Well, nothing else happened. Way ahead what do you of yourself. Mean? That's all that well, happened. Uh, Andrew, do you have a list of the eliminations, like the order and like who eliminated who? No. Okay, you and your sources <laughs> go find that while Alec and I bitch and moan. Um, it, it just felt like we were building to something, and we got there eventually, but we made a few stops along the way, and I didn't quite understand it. Like, it didn't make sense that you eliminated Indy right, like, relatively right away, right? Like, within two or three spots of coming in. But then, no one else got eliminated for Look, another... dude, it was insanely boring. I mean, I... I don't want to oversimplify it. It was just there was no creativity to the eliminations in any way. The only cool thing that happened was the um fuck, now I can't remember her name. The katana chance no. thing. Why do I oh. always forget Kyrie Sane? Kyrie Sane's oh. stopping herself from getting eliminated yes. was pretty the like, Spider-Man. It was absolutely thing. insane. That it was, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. All respect to Kofi. I thought they were going to bring her back in, and I wonder if they were supposed to, and she just was like, nope, nope, it ain't happening. Yeah, that's what me and Andrew were talking about. It's like, oh, I guess she couldn't couldn't get herself back up. So uh, I don't have a list of who eliminated who because I don't know where I would even find that, but I do have a list of key moments uh, from Forbes. Um, so they mentioned Bailey uh, coming in at number three with huge chance. Uh, also, should be noted that Bailey set the record for the longest time in a women's Royal Rumble uh, in this run. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, Jordan Grace entered at number five. That's the TNA Knockouts champion, uh, who was like literally just kicking ass in there, was acting like Goldberg. Um. Man, none of the other things that they list are key moments, in my opinion. Like Grace and Ivy Nile doing the stereo suplexes. That's not a key moment. That was just a spot. It has nothing to do with any story stuff. There was the R-Truth thing. That was fun. Yeah, so Jade Cargill debuted. Um, yeah, I guess that would be the signature moment of the Women's Rumble. Uh, I think so. She looked good. Um, and obviously she got over big as a baby face because she eliminated Naya, who's probably got the most heat in the company at the moment, other than Dom. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like it was so brief and what she did was so limited. It's hard to make any assessment other than, you know, she looked the part, but definitely didn't look as intimidating as she did in AEW. Yeah, it, well, it's because there's actually intimidating people in the ring with her this time. Um, she looked good. She still looks green, though. Um, that was something you could tell is for as, as impressive as the things were that she did, lifting Naya on her own and all that shit. You can tell she's still green. And it makes me wonder if should we have held off on her a little bit longer? I don't know. I guess time will tell on that. Yeah. Well, I think they just well, wanted to give I mean, her a big showcase spot because they they've been talking about her, but mm -hmm. presumably she's going to NXT and that's fine. When you also don't have to wrestle to be a WWE female wrestler. I mean, Nia Jax literally to this day can't work. <laughs> she can't move. Me and Andrew were talking about it. It's like she was struggling to move. 
She she literally moves like Kevin Nash after the second torn quad. What's the <laughs> what's the song, Alec? Big and lazy. Yeah. <laughs> when we were younger, Alec used to sing the, the the words "big big and lazy" to the NWO theme song. I'll, uh, I just... I'll let y'all do that in your heads, but <laughs> that did happen. Look, I thought as a whole the women's rumble was okay. It wasn't the best women's rumble. It wasn't the worst women's rumble. And granted, there's only been like six of them, so it's not a huge pool. Yeah, I was going to say, what is against. the worst one? Because I would say this is the worst one. Wasn't last year's rough? No, Rhea Ripley went. Oh the no, distance. last year Rhea dominated. Sick. Year before, who won the year before? Was it Bianca? Oh, I guess it was. B- was it Bianca going against? Because Bianca went against. Um, the, the reality is, this is the first one that didn't have any legendary females in it. That's true, but they didn't need um, them. Uh, <laughs> it would have been fun, to me. but it's fine that they have enough talent to just do it on their own. Mm. And a lot of the people well, they don't. Were they over. had to bring in a bunch of NXT and uh, TNA people. There's only like well, the three NXT, NXT people, people are their talent. Yeah. You, would, you could argue that in. NXT is where most of the over talent is right now. Well, Ooh, okay. Speaking of the talent, okay. Two people I want to talk about. Number one is Jordan Grace. Uh, I thought she looked phenomenal in that match, especially considering that she's a TNA wrestler and not a WWE contracted performer. Um, they let her get away with a lot and do a lot of different stuff compared to when Mickey James was in a few years ago. Mickey was in there for like a few spots and got out. And that was somebody that they knew. But Jordan Grace lasted a long time and she got to interact with a bunch of people and look good doing it. They put her over. Yeah, can we talk about how preposterous it is that that happened? They got a champion from another company showcased in the Royal Rumble. Well, I think TNA's a loose partner at this point. Um because of the network thing mm. i guess i shouldn't say the network because then that implies the wwe network but you know the cable stuff but but again that's preposterous too that wwe yeah partnered I mean, with tna i, I think it's, it's just the, the kind of thing where, time that uh, we're in i think it's just the kind of thing where now that AEW's thing they're the other company no longer tna and I mean, if you look at it for years, WWE's always kind of partnered with the shittier companies. Uh, they had the Evolve. Was it Evolve? Mm-hmm. They had the Evolve partnership. And then way back in the day, they had, you know, the partnership with uh, Memphis. Um, was Jim Cornette's uh, indie that he was running in the 90s? They partnered with them on a lot of stuff. Smoky so Mountain. I mean, they've done this. It's yeah. been a while since they have, but I think it's I think it makes a lot of business sense for them. I also think it's a situation where AEW is obviously running as a direct competitor. TNA is not trying to do that. TNA is just doing their own thing. And I think WWE realized, hey, these guys aren't aren't a uh, challenger to us. They're not trying to be right. TNA at this point is almost like the biggest indie group. And that's fine. That's a nice little... Yeah, they're kind of similar to ROH from 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I hate that I'm channeling the, the, the old Triple H promo. That's a good little spot for you. But it is. And they're doing really well where they're at. Um, and also, there's been a lot of talent that would come back and forth between TNA and WWE. I mean, obviously, Naomi just now, you know, going back to WWE. Uh, fucking Dolph Ziggler just went to TNA. Uh, so I think they feel comfortable with, you know, having a bit of an arrangement. Um, I also liked in the press conference when Triple H was discussing it, and he's like, he was shitting on the whole Forbidden Door thing. Like, he was acknowledging that, you know, obviously, you know, they had people from another company, and that's cool and all, but, like, we're not going to call it a Forbidden Door or something stupid like that. Um, the other MVP of the Rumble, uh, Chelsea Green. So, oh, you make a face, but... <laughs> She was involved in a bunch of spots, uh, mostly with uh, Piper Niven, where she continually was getting fucked up by Piper or by other people. She took a ton of abuse. It was She was a nice comedic spot throughout the Rumble. Yeah, I'm glad she was in it. Uh, star of the Rumble is kind of... I didn't say star, I said MVP, rich. because she took Even a lot of bigger. abuse. <laughs> I think the MVP of the Rumble is clearly Bailey. It was her rumble. Well, the story well, was all sure. about her. Well, sure. Okay. Well, that, okay. Well, I don't know if that makes her the MVP. MVP and the winner could be two different people. Because let's face it, for a lot of it, Bailey was just sitting out because, I mean, look, you're in there for over an hour. You have to sell out in the corners. Like, you just have to. Um, I like Chelsea Green, but MVP, I, that's too much okay you've gone too far okay how about a valuable player sure yes not maybe not the most but such a valuable player. player look if i had to rank the top like 10 people who did cool stuff in the rumble she's in that top 10 mix okay um and then i think we should talk that's about that's a no. third of all the people <laughs> yeah why don't she's you say a, top five? Yeah, she's a top ten. I think that's an accurate d- description of yeah. her contributions. Um, we should also talk about number thirty. Uh, it was returning Liv Morgan. Uh, Do we have to talk about it? I guess it's, that's it's fine. Cool. She wasn't gone that long. She's gone for six months, apparently. She's been what gone for six months? I didn't realize it what either, she... but that's what they said. That's just she's how irrelevant she was when she left. <laughs> She's like I love Liv Morgan, but she wasn't doing much. I she was a fine choice to be number thirty. Yeah, no, they didn't have anybody like major. I didn't like it because me and Adrian were sitting there watching, and it's like, well, I guess Bailey's winning. Like when it got down to the final four, it's like obviously Jared Cargill's not winning, and obviously Liv Morgan's not winning. They should have kept Becky in there. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I guess they didn't have her come out at 30 intentionally because who Becky it, yeah I guess it would have made her look weak to come oh, out that would have made her look weak it, no she she had to be well Becky came in like what midway through like 15 or 16 or something probably yeah I, yeah, I think she, Naomi returning at 30 would have been a good spot for her because then they're like oh I wonder if they're gonna let her win you know yeah could've you could have even had like Becky if you have Naomi get the whole entrance at 30, the lights are all out. Nobody can see anything. Becky gets eliminated somewhere in there. 
Mm-hmm. I wonder, though, if the reason they didn't have Naomi at 30 is, look, I'll be honest, once it got down to 30 and I kept in my head thinking, okay, all these people came out and I wasn't thinking about Liv Morgan. I was like, is 30 going to be Sasha? Like, did they get her? Is she I was back? thinking it was going to be AJ up until the moment uh, it was Right. So but what I wonder is if the, the reason they didn't do Naomi at that spot is because if if we had those thoughts of, oh, it's going to be somebody really big. And then, it, it, oh, it's just Naomi. Like, Naomi coming back is cool. It's a big deal. It's good for her. But, like, we all knew it was coming. So it was kind of like, would she have been the Rey Mysterio coming out at 30? Again, you know? I just don't think they had the ingredients to a good rumble here. Like, you basically only had Bailey and Becky as contenders to win it. And so it's a recipe for a boring rumble. And this is something WWE's done time and time again over the last several years, which is the main event is telegraphed to every WrestleMania, right? And we'll get there when we get there, but we basically know the card for this WrestleMania. Um, mm. It Look, there were some doubt, seeds of doubt sown, but it's clear it's going to be exactly what we thought it was going to be five months ago. Yeah. And so was it, I almost felt like going into this rumble, it was almost too obvious that Bailey was going to win. Yeah, it felt a lot like when Cody won last year. It felt a lot like when Nakamura won. There's been these guys who have won where it's like, clearly this is the guy who's winning kind of a thing. No, Nakamura, Um, we didn't we didn't have those thoughts. You kidding me? No, I absolutely we knew nakamura was winning we knew he was a top contender but i mean there we go back and look at every it, the reason only way to think roman was gonna win they really played their hand well in that because remember they also ended with balor and cena yeah as the other yeah, two in the final four clearly weren't gonna win right well no balor had just been back from injury earlier that it year. could have he been was also a potential person yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess looking back at it, it there's no way it could have been Balor, but, you know. Okay, whatever. But they, they've done this time and time again, even with Rhea last year, as much as I, we're glad she won. It was like, well, obviously right. Rhea's winning. Yeah. Well, okay, but it wasn't super duper obvious. It could have been Liv Morgan last year. It, Rhea was the right choice, but the way Liv was built up last year and the way that she lasted as long as she did with Rhea... It could have been live. Look, if you, if you can convince yourself, that's fine. I mean, when we <laughs> when the rumble starts, it's like, oh, it's cool. Rhea's going to go coast to coast here. Sure. Well, and that's the same thing. As soon as Bailey came out at three, I'm like, well, that's what's happening. Um, but Bailey was the right choice, right? I think we all agree that. I swear to God, I suggested Bailey come out at three. I kind of wanted to see Becky win it. Um, I'm kind of all, especially now with the punk injury, I'm kind of all in on Becky main eventing mania again. And I feel like it's weird for her to do that without winning the rumble. Although if you've got now with things being changed around, if you've got Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch, that could main event night one. It's definitely, I think that's a bigger match than Seth Rollins versus any replacement to CM Punk. Unless they do Seth in L.A. Night, you'd have to do Seth versus that, someone who's like, yeah, on a meteor, yeah, megastar. You need a megastar. I think you could do it. Yeah, maybe. no, yeah. If you have a fucking man like Gunter in the ring, it's just WrestleMania. He's going to really main event a, WrestleMania. Yeah, 
WrestleMania is not really like a Gunter wins the belt spot, you know, that he's yeah, more, more of like an elimination a chamber kind of guy. Or, yeah. But yeah. if you are going to do that match, I do think you do it like before the main event. Look, I, or like the opening match. True. But we'll see if Becky's able to get hot again. I think there's a, a chance for it. Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm coming from with Becky winning the Rumble is I feel like she does need to get heated up a little bit to get me buying into she could beat Rhea because I, I don't feel that that's, now. That's Elimination I think just, Chamber. They've had Becky win the Rumble before. But at the well, same it time, it's like Cody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's exactly yeah, they, what they, they care less about with year. the men. They wanted Cody to be. Yeah, they want know, him to oh, pose. Well, yeah, but they also they want him they want him in statistics with guys like Hogan and Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels that that they want to be able to make those connections with him because they want. Yeah, can can we move on? The reason they're not doing that with Becky is that that would single her out because there's only been like less than 10 women's rumbles and nobody's won it twice yet. Yeah, well, she's also the some, biggest female star in the history of the business. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm sure she she'll should. become a double winner. At, she'll be the first the end, double winner but... when it happens. Can we talk about the fact that they're they're obviously trying to establish Cody as the guy, right? Well, it, we should save the Cody talk for the Cody okay. time. OK, we should just stop talking about okay. the boring women's rumble. All right. So, so let's move on to the uh, the next whatever the fuck the next match was. Uh, the next match on the card was the uh, undisputed Universal Heavyweight <sighs> Championship match. This was a fucking or whatever letdown. the fuck that mouthful title Boring. name is. Yeah, th- this was maybe the worst Roman defense. Yeah, is mainly just because there was no intrigue. There's no. Yeah, heat. there was never a fucking chance that Roman was gonna lose the title, and then the way that they had him win wasn't creative. It's the same thing that we've been complaining about for like yeah. two years. The, I mean, the biggest takeaway from this match was how over LA Knight. Well, he, LA might have been the most over guy at the Rumble. In terms of pops, he might have gotten the biggest pop on entrance. Uh, I'd say second to Cody, but yeah, I don't know. I think LA was more over than Cody was. Even the way they cheered him during his like uh, during the introductions in the ring, it was like, dude, that doesn't really happen much. Yeah. Can we talk about his gear? His gear was fucking awesome. With the uh, the retro 1998 Royal Rumble logo. That was fucking rad. Okay, so I have to say something. Uh And it's going to become a tangent. I can I can tell. Um. We I I can't believe that like I would expect anything different at this point from a Roman Reigns match, but booking wise, how the hell has nobody got a fucking plan for a bloodline family member to show up in the match that literally has been happening every single match that Roman has been in for like four years? Every single match for like four years has had some variation of bloodline like interference. Nobody's yeah. ever got a fucking plan for this shit. Yeah, it makes everyone look stupid. Um, it makes everybody Cole... look stupid. And I'm assuming 
that the like unless we're just going to have Cody overcome the odds like he's going to get the spike again, but he's going to kick out this time. What maybe fucking get the nightmare family on TV? Um, yeah, I mean, look, dude, uh, Michael Cole made the comment like, you know, to people who say Roman never defends, I say. Beat him. And it's just like wild to me that nobody who's fought Roman and kayfabe has like bent the rules to try and beat him. You know, it's, it makes it, it, no they're, sense. They're just willing to bury their entire roster at the expense of like making Roman pose. And here we go again with Cody. So I, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to add to this match. It wasn't good. It wasn't intriguing. It was exactly what we thought it was going to be. AJ Styles was jacked. Um, everyone yeah, AJ, in that AJ, ring was really jacked. Roman had the worst body in the ring. By the far. amount of, of uh, gas in that ring was immense. Yeah, it was, it was solved it was the really oil cool. crisis. It was uh, really cool. Um, can I tell you, if I tell you who was the producer of that match, I think you would be the least surprised you've ever been in your entire life. It was Michael Hayes. Goddamn, was that a fucking Michael Hayes title match? You see, then AJ's gonna do his shit. And then Orton's gonna get his spot. And then we're gonna do the LA Knight spot. And then Roman's gonna get his spot. Win. And then and then Solo's gonna come in, and then do 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 Roman wins. I mean, it was very much like, a, all right, this guy has his turn. All right, this guy has his turn. Interference, yeah. victory. It was. It was it like just, when you it feels like every Roman match, everyone has their finisher, and it's like, okay, this guy's hitting his finisher. Okay, now this guy's gonna hit his finisher. And it, every Roman Reigns just, match feels like it starts. And, and the, the booking starts at okay, so Solo Sokoa is gonna come in the ring, and then they branch out from there. Because that's just literally what they always do. It just keeps happening. Yeah, it's just wild that they don't have extra refs at this point to like referee Roman's matches. Or, yeah, or, like uh, what's uh, the kayfabe reason why Roman hasn't been stripped of the title for cheating? None of this makes any sense because it's happened for too long. Like it's like a, you can't do this for four years yeah. and never come up with a different. Like, I would hope that now way. that Triple H is in charge, they'll try to not do some of the stupid Michael Hayes shit anymore, but we'll see. So then there was the KO Logan Paul match. I don't think there's much to write home about here. I do think it was a better match than the Roman match. <laughs> it was actually, sure. it was pretty enjoyable, um, mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, it was a good little, little match. It was good but, for what it was. Yeah. And the finish, I liked the the camera work where uh, Owens made the pin but had the brass knucks in his hand and the ref saw it and was like, ah, pointed at it. Like that was. It, it was a really well produced match. Yes. So clearly yeah. Michael Hayes was not involved. Uh, no, that one <laughs> was Shane Helms. How yeah. do you Sugar get this Shane information? Helms. How does this come out? I don't know. It comes out on, on the internet from Meltzer's reporting it. Um, so then uh, Cody time. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I who, was who the kind fuck of was number one. I was oh, oh, the Usos. I forgot yeah, that's how we started. It's kind of wild. They built how up little, anything. Yeah, kind of 
there was such little juice there. Yeah. Like the juice was not worth the squeeze on this one. Well, because we haven't really built up that the two have issues other than the fact that they're not a team anymore and they're on separate shows, but we haven't really done like a whole. I think the problem with the Uso Uso thing is that Jay is so much more over than Jimmy that it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't feel big time. Yeah, they did not do a good job of booking Jimmy's side of things to be Mm-mm. to have just as much heat as Jay does. Right. Jimmy is just a a he looks a, like an, an idiot. He's just an ally a a a, a you know, a gang member for Roman. Solo has more heat than fucking Jimmy. Man, Solo is so bad. It is crazy. Like, if we do go through all this for them to, like, have Solo beat Roman, I'm going to probably blow my brains out. Okay. Metaphorically speaking. I'm going to metaphorically blow my wrestling brains out. I don't think there's ever a chance that they're going to put Solo over like that. I don't think anybody (laughs) believes they treat They treat him like a big deal. He is not good at wrestling and boring. He's like the trifecta. <laughs> He's like He's the Nia you Jax don't want. of, I mean, he doesn't even look scary. He doesn't even have a good look to him. Like, you know, you see Samoa Joe, it's like, dude, that guy's a rock. You see solo. And it's like, that's a He's guy. half the size of Samoa. He's half of Samoa Joe. And you're like, uh, uh, okay. He's not even as big as Jimmy and Jay. He's just, he's just an Uso in, in boxer shorts. Yeah, he's an Uso that happens to not be one of the twins. So it's like, oh, okay, this is a good one. He's <laughs> the other Uso. <sighs> okay, so th- there wasn't a whole lot that was super memorable in the Rumble. Um, although, okay, one thing I wanted to point out. So they did those timers on the corner of the screen to tell you how long somebody had been in. And they mainly focused on like th- the first person to like Jay and then like Cody once he was in there. But I felt like they snubbed Dominic because Dominic came in early and Dominic was there for a long time. But whenever they did those little timers, they always fucking ignored Dominic. And that just felt fucking disrespectful. Well, yeah, they don't want to get him over like that, but they wanted him working. I wonder if that was a real guy's on got him. fucking heat. You got to keep him in the match, but you don't want to like draw attention to him being good. The whole point is that he's not good. He's a fucker. He's he's good on the on the underground and and. One day we'll just all realize that he's been good this whole time kind of a thing. Yeah, the thing with Dom is he hasn't been good this whole time. He's gotten better mm-hmm. in conjunction with getting more like go away heat. So it's actually like right. a perfect storm of the guys improved a ton as he started getting his X-Pac heat. So it's just he's like the reverse. working now. He's the reverse of X-Pac, right? X-Pac was fucking great and then got the X-Pac heat. He got the X-Pac heat, and he's building up to being great. Um, but Dominic looked good throughout the Rumble. I mean, looked good for his role, what he does. Um, Gunter looked great again. I, I do like they great. always book him to, like, if there's another monster, it's like, oh, he's on the level of the monsters mm-hmm. in the company, which is fun. Uh, Omos apparently is still in the company. That was something. Braun is Braun was insane. fucking nuts. That guy's a fucking star. He's the kind of guy that don't call him up 
just wait until next Royal Rumble, just have him win. Just show up well, and win. I, I just don't understand why he hasn't been called up to this point. He could have been called up two years ago. It's not that he's not ready. It's that NXT needed him. As but one. he's not in the main event. No, but they needed him because they're... Especially right now. So right now, I think NXT is getting to the place where they're okay. But like Carmelo is essentially called up already. Uh, if you call up Braun, who else do you have on your main event scene in there? You got Trick. You've got Isla. Like, well, you've got a uh, uh, Pillman now, so he's going to be a main eventer there. True, soon. that's true. Yeah. Um, although he's honestly too good to be on NXT, but you know. I get it, but it's like if you come from outside, you got to go to NXT. But you know, you, you know yeah, what? I when you're so Ryan Pillman Jr., you think you you could skip that if you are that damn good. Well, they don't even want to call him Brian Pillman because I don't know. They don't like money. We'll call him Michael now, McGillicuddy. There's a reason behind <laughs> it, and I'm not. I'm not. I, I remember reading about it. It was partially a, a thing he wanted to do that he wanted to get himself over without all that um anyway back to braun i so obviously there's all the rumor that brock was supposed to be in the rumble and that braun essentially took his spot and we don't know if that's true or not um let's say it it is i almost feel like like brock's not coming back for a while at this point right like with everything going on he's gonna lay low for a while man really screwed brock's place as the guy that is the wrecking ball i think right? I mean, that's what they're doing with the size of brock but i think you might be able to get him to that place i think that's what they're doing with drew it, it seems like drew is getting set up to be the monster heel which is good because he's a monster heel yeah i mean we'll get to I guess we can just talk about it now. The promo that Drew cut uh, just yesterday, Monday. Um, insane. <laughs> I, I prayed for this and it happened. Incredible. Yeah, the delivery was so good. It sounded exactly like he was, I prayed for you. And then just hit him with the, <laughs> I prayed for you to get hurt. It was, it was the best line, like the best singular line in a promo in the last decade, at least. It was just fucking yeah, phenomenal. Punk has really brought out the best in McIntyre. Punk's really brought out the best in everybody. It's mm -hmm. such a shame that he got hurt because yeah. there's just nobody like him on the mic. And he bur he elevates everyone around him. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Drew here, but like Punk cut one of the best promos he's ever done just talking about the injury. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that that's actually, let's be real, from start to finish, that segment is one of the best segments WWE's done in a while. Yeah, on, on a throwaway, on a like, oh, you're hurt. We got to let me get a guy over on the way out. Yeah, yeah, it's not even doing anything important. It's just two people, two guys. No, it's just like, let's let's so get some into their story. They just produce some of the best television 
You don't even need to know anything about either person. You could watch that and be like, oh, I, I, that's fucking crazy. It's Punk wanted to. He's like, well, I'm hurt. Let's give a guy the rub. You know? So I, Let's make some money off of this. I have a theory, and time will bear this out. After the segment, right, which should have been the end of it, like we shouldn't see Punk again for the next six months or four months, whatever it is. But then we saw him in the back being helped to the back and him going to have a, a private conversation with Adam Pierce. And I'm like, but why? Like, was that done just to fill TV time or was there a is there something that's being built or set up? Do you think we get like punk on TV? I, punk maybe. on commentary would be electric if he was the SmackDown uh color commentator it's it's, it's wade they already what, so. what if we get like cm Still. punk as like the gm oh a co-gm <laughs> with adam pierce with everybody. he wears like a brown like blazer <laughs> and like t-shirt <laughs> jeans maybe he wants to do that just because i'm betting that they want him on the no road the, the reality is the recovery from a torn triceps it's going to be a full-time job for him to he's not going to be able to travel the tv I mean, there's the obvious, like, he'd get blood clot and die uh, for God, the first damn. few weeks. Yeah, we don't want to get um, a Chris Candido going on. Yeah. I, I do think that the promo that Punk cut, he made me believe it's like, all right, he's going to actually main event night two next year, you know? Yeah. It's like the way he cut the promo, it's, it's like, man, if they really gave him the time, he could be the most over guy in the company. I just... I have to wonder if the reason that this he got injured is because he hasn't been working since he's been back. Like he worked like two house shows and that's it. Like maybe if he had and 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 I know he's been doing stuff at the PC and everything, right? But I just wonder if he had if he was on TV week wrestling weekly since he's been back, if he would have been in better ring shape and not gotten hurt i don't know that would have made a difference it seems like a freak thing it's not even the same tricep that he hurt last time yeah it's the other arm yeah it's like kevin ash blowing out his quads it's like you know just happened you get older your tendons are weaker and uh it's a freak thing you move the wrong way and it pops i mean cody tore his pec and nobody was like ah cody's injury prone you know sure yeah and that was the same situation he'd just come back had like two matches or three matches, and I was like, "Whoa, I gotta go." Um, the good news is Punk will be back a lot sooner than Cody was. I mean, Punk theoretically should be could be back by SummerSlam. Um, yeah, he should be. I mean, it's a it's a six month upward limit injury. Yeah, four to so. six months depending on the severity. So. I think that realistically, what they were going to have him doing at Mania was kind of beneath him and i think there's a path for this to work out nicely for punk which is cody gets his moment this year punk gets and then punk is able to come back and and not only that punk doesn't need to win the title at mania so this gives them the chance to get the belt on him and have him build someone else up next year whether that's gunter or la knight or true like whoever the guy is he can really do the honors for someone because i don't think punk is a shit about winning he just wants to be in the match yeah, I wouldn't be surprised even if we had gotten Rollins Punk if Punk would have put Rollins over. Maybe. 
I don't know how much Punk is going to get put over outside of well, a title. He run. needs to be put over. And this is, I alluded to this earlier. Um, how they treat Punk is going to say a lot about his resume, kind of, at the end of his career. When Sean came back um, for that first run, they immediately put the belt on him to reestablish him as, no, this is Shawn Michaels. He's he's a main eventer because he had been gone for a few years. Punk needs that. He's very over, but the reality is if you're under 18 years old, you have no idea who CM Punk is. Yeah, so he needs a run with a title just to make sure everybody knows. Yeah, this this is a yeah. guy. It's the same mistake they made with uh, Edge. Like, they've made this mistake recently, and it's they did a good job when Brock Lesnar came back. That's the gold standard of mm-hmm. Lesnar came back. They had him beat Cena immediately. It's like, okay, this is the starting point for Lesnar now. You know, Punk needs that. Um, so, we'll see. I did think, look... The final four, it was amazing because we basically called that final four last week. Um, But again, I think the theme to this whole show was predictable, predictable, predictable. Um, But then he got down to just Punk and and, and Cody and got to see the two of them work, which was great until the end. Um, I mean, it was what it was. Um, I still, you know, once we got down to the two of them, I was like, okay. This could go either way. So I was still on the edge of my seat thinking, okay, Punk's going to win this. Um, I did love the uh, the cheeky uh, pedigree that he did and the face he made when he did the pedigree. That was good. Well, I mean, and the, did you guys see what I just did? He looked over to Michael Cole and he's like, you see that shit? Yeah. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> that was such no, good there, shit. There, there's no one like Punk. I, I firmly believe Seeing him, in, and it sucks too, because seeing him in that ring, I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's CM Punk. Yeah. Like, it was all working. Everything looked good. Him and Cody had amazing chemistry mm-hmm. in their final brawl. Um, You know, I think Cody versus Punk Next for year? the belt at SummerSlam Ooh. is... Not out of the question. A good idea, yeah. Now, really quick. So, the rumor is that Drew Drew's contract is up at the end of April and he hasn't resigned yet, but they definitely set up drew versus punk at some point. So like, surely that means he's already resigned, no, yeah, right? Th- they're pushing drew hard. Yeah. Um, probably to get him to resign. And also I think out of need, uh, Matt, you blipped when I talked about this, but I think he's more likely to take Brock Lesnar's role than Braun. Oh, and I think we're okay. already kind of seeing that the way they're, they've been treating him and the way they, Punk giving him the rub is a huge thing. Only one person was going to get to send Punk into injury retirement, you know? And I love that and it's murder. The fact that it was Drew, that, that's a huge... Drew McIntyre. He's been really good lately. Well, he got to turn heel and be a dickhead again, like we've been saying that he needed to do for a while. And it's working. It took a little bit because they made him kind of be a tweener instead of just having him go full crazy, but we got there and he's a complete sociopath. Now it's great TV. It's a great heel character versus when he was a heel, when he first came back, like when he first came up from NXT and he was just kind of like, 
I'm a heel, but I'm just kind of like standing here with my hair in my face being being mean. Right now he has a purpose and he has a, a character behind him being a heel. So it's a much better. I'm much more enjoying this heel run than the previous one. It reminds me almost of Hollywood Batista. Like there's it's not the exact same, but the attitude is kind of the same, which is, you know, I need it's like I've I've tried to do things right, but, you know, fuck that shit. It's going to be way better if I if I start fucking around. I don't know that. You know I what I mean? I, I want to win side with Alec here. I get what you're saying. I get what you're I, saying. I want to win, yeah. win championships. So I don't have time to pander to you fans anymore. I've got stuff to do. Yeah. And the rest of y'all are hypocrites and assholes. So fuck you. I'm just going to do my shit. Um, okay. So <sighs> Cody wins, right? Um, I felt like, you know, again, predictable, predictable, they had the moment where they had him pointing it at the skybox where Roman was, which I thought was hilarious in the sense that how the fuck would he know which fucking skybox a mile away is fucking Roman in? But, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, how do we know he even pointed to the right one? The camera showed it from Roman's perspective. Oh, really? At one point, yeah. you could see Cody pointing up there, yeah. I mean, they probably well, had massive too, spotlights. Roman on. seemed very concerned, and it's like, dude, you've... You haven't beat him in like four years. Yeah. Like, what are you worried about? Well, and what's make makes no sense is he he handily beat Cody last year. It'd have been different if it was like L.A. Knight, who's technically had had him his number before, right? And he was like, "Oh fuck, Cody didn't have your number. You beat him, so like, why are you scared?" Yeah, I mean, Roman kicked out of his finish multiple times. It, it is interesting. The Cody thing is interesting in this sense. He's never won the belt. And this is one of the first times. And it might be like 20 years that a guy is going to go over in the main event winning his first championship. Because the Daniel Bryan one, he'd been champion before. Um Hmm. You go down the list, I mean, a lot of Seth, these title changes. If you count Seth? Yeah, and that was a huge deal, but it was kind of a surprise, right? Like, right. when's the last time you had a passing of the torch mania match like this? And we used to get them you all the time. You gotta go back to Chris Benoit. But, like, you think about it. Batista. Batista would have been. Oh, yeah, Batista. Yeah. Um, no, remember, we used to there, have these There was the a time. lot of that going on at that time, and then... Well, the last time you had a guy this over who the last the last time you had a guy this over for this long finally getting the title is like Austin. Mm -hmm. Because usually they hot shot it. This is the one of the first times they like waited to do it, you know. Yeah, I can't say I agree with the way that they're doing it, but I think it's time to just get it over. The moment could be cool. Um. It's Look, still ultimately, gonna be cool I'm going to be finally see it. Yeah, ultimately, I'm going to be happy for him. But, um, you know, so technically drew. In 2020. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't in front of people. She just so wasn't in front of anyone. Doesn't count. Uh, if we count the women, um, Bianca at Mania in 21. 
I don't count the women just because they don't have any lineage. Okay. So men only. Let's see. Do, 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 do. If we don't count Drew because it wasn't in front of anybody. Oh, boy. Technically Seth. Well, and you didn't hear what I was saying because she went to get your fucking book, yeah. but it's not just him winning the title for the first time. It's a guy being this being over anointed, and yeah. then building to it. Batista. It's, you gotta go you gotta go back to it's Batista. not even Batista. I mean, that was like a seven month build. You gotta go back to it, it's not even Batista because Batista was like a six month build at most. I'm talking like you got to go back to Austin, basically, where a guy is over and operating as the top baby face for like a year and then gets the belt, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is unprecedented, but I really hope they get it over with this year. Um, yeah, because we've got we got a backlog of guys that need need a rub. So we need to get yeah, this sh- there's show so the many road. people that can be main event stars that are not getting the opportunities Cody is getting because we have to keep fo- showcasing Cody till we finally put a goddamn belt on him. The Cody thing is so funny because it just goes to show that if WWE decides that they want to make you the guy, they can make like anyone a fucking megastar. Because Cody was there for like a decade and was excellent in the ring, excellent on the mic, and nobody gave a fuck. But they just de- up and decided, it's like, no, he's the man now. And it's well, but he left and made something of himself and then came back. I mean, there is something to that. Yeah, but I think what I say still stands, which is if WWE decides you're the guy, you're the guy. Sure. Like if they decide to suck, if they decide tomorrow, LA Knight's the guy, he probably starts selling the most merch. Yeah, but look, look, like I was starting to say in the beginning of the show and then I was saving it till now. Cody is massively over with the fans can't deny that and so you get that behind the fans legitimately behind you you get the wwe behind you you're the top guy and the point i was making about the the royal rumble records right the fact that they wanted to put him in the same neighborhood as Shawn michaels and hogan and and austin is you know right now roman we consider roman the guy but like Roman's not a babyface guy. Well, and the reality I mean, is Cody's more over than Shawn Michaels ever was. Probably, certainly as a babyface in the nineties. Yeah. So it's uh, like so, you know, who cares? Well, it's, I wonder it's a made-up is stat. sure. But when we when you look at the guy, it's generally always a babyface, right? So you know, you had Austin, you had Cena. We've all considered Roman the guy right now, but like. Maybe it's Cody instead. I don't think Roman's the guy. I mean, it's clearly Cody. What do you mean? Yeah. Unless Roman turns baby and keeps the level of heat that he has as a baby. But I have a hard time imagining Roman getting really over to baby face, even still. Um, and, what and if that really- Roman's just the Triple H of this era? Oh, man. He's like the number one bad guy. To the Austin, the Rock, the Cena. I just don't know how much heat Roman actually has. Like, if you take away the streak and the belt, I don't know in a vacuum what he's bringing. Like, I question if he loses the belt and takes a couple more losses in a year and a half, how big of a deal his match on Mania is going to be, you know? To be fair, at that point, he'll probably be a part-timer, like a part-part-timer. I, I it, guess it the question I've, is like, does his character work 
Not as at the all. I don't think so. Like if if, if he find if out. he doesn't constantly win all the time, does his, does he even have any character? I, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't. I I think no. I've not seen anything from him to indicate that he can be a top baby face. Well, the biggest thing is he needs to put those blue contacts back in. I mean, that's obviously going to get him over with the fans. Hey, uh, before we go, if if we're making minor tweaks to people, if L.A. Knight ever learns how to throw punches, <laughs> watch out. Guy's going to be a megastar. All right. Uh, I guess let's uh, wrap this shit up. Um Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, Such Good Shit Pod. Email us at suchgoodshitpal at gmail.com and rate and subscribe to us on whatever podcast listening platform you like to use. And then with all that said, do we have any parting words? I cannot wait for CM Punk to save us, possibly at Money in the Bank. <laughs>